I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and for the second time today, we're starting this show, but still with me, being super patient, is Rob Langevin. How you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm still here. Just let me in. <laughs> we trick did. Or, <laughs> trick, or, trick or treat. I want some candy. <laughs> you were knocking on my internet door. Like, where are you yeah. at, man? I'm like, what's, what's, what's going down? I was about, I was waxing poetic about, uh, you know, football and... Uh, Just life in general? We made we made big announcements and we had to start over. Some and, big life admissions, I think. You know, totally, totally, some huge life admissions. You yeah, know? Think, and we were going to tell you guys because we felt like we were becoming like family. But you know, I just yeah. don't think it would. Now they're going well. right back in the closet. The they're going back time. in the closet with Tom. Yeah, Cruise. man. <laughs> with Tom Cruise, he won't come out of the closet. <laughs> Tom Cruise, come out of the closet. No. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. Okay, um, so what we were going to talk to you about, and I suppose we can re-disclose this to you, is that Rob and I often talk off-air, because we are hashtag besties, um, and you were telling me your concerns about bringing in Manchester City players for their upcoming double, if you would like to, once again, wax poetic, (laughs) this time to listeners, instead of just a broken recording of us, uh, what would that advice be? Well, I mean, you have to look at the schedule. I mean, today was Wednesday. They played today in the Champions League game. You saw a full squad, competitive squad, or as competitive as they can put on a field. The only problem is the next two weeks of games are Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Now, the only thing that questions is to me is, A, their health. B, who who people are transferring in and where they're getting the money to transfer people in from, namely Kevin De Bruyne. He currently sits at 10.3. So when we get into price changes and ups and downs, uh, you're, you're going to see a correlation of where people are allocating their money um, because the names on the ups and the names on the downs, their money kind of swaps hands and one pays the other. So people are starting to believe in one and not in another. I mean, I, I get it because there's a, you get a little bit of a cheaper discount, but you know, at, at what risk? You know, De Bruyne didn't play a full game last week in the Premier League. He got it 64 minutes, I believe. He didn't get a full game today in the Champions League game. Um, you know, from my standpoint, at what point is City going to uh, hold back their stars for the Premier League games and concentrate on the Champions League, where they have a two-two, you know, draw right now with, with PSG yeah. and two-two away goals with PSG? Uh, so this week is definitely in question, and then the following week is an, is also in question. I. Don't know how they're going to situate their roster with the games coming up and how people are believing in him, especially somebody who's coming back. I know De Bruyne has the talent. I know he has the, the skill. We've seen it. He, he's a fantasy asset when he's completely healthy. But how much are they going to run him through the gauntlet of risking him for games that you know that may not mean anything? Because you know if City wins the Champions League, they don't really need to finish fourth. 
Yeah, and it looks like they're trying to piss away that chance in the Premier League. But we knew from the beginning of the season that the Champions League was really the pin that they wanted to hang their hat on this season. But uh, yeah, I, I th- thought that was a very good point, especially as everybody's leaping to bring them in, including potentially me, which we'll talk about later. On my side of things, um, I'm now becoming much more concerned with Everton than I was last week when I was so uh, gung-ho or jung-ho-kong um, about... Um, about the Everton players. I, well, I already said I hated all the midfield, but specifically Romelu Lukaku. I took a minus to bring him in last week. Didn't need to do it. Ended up doing very little against United, which, to be fair, many people predicted United do have a very good defense. But now, as you're looking at the matches that he has coming up, all of a sudden, Watford, you still aren't very happy about. They got undone in a massive way. This past week in a way that they have not been done. They had not conceded four goals in a match until last week. You have Crystal Palace who look like they're on the on the rise again. The West Ham match was pretty good indication of that. And then they also have Southampton who are a top five defense. So all of a sudden you're looking at these four matches, the last one being Liverpool. And now you're, you're wondering, okay, so what are you expecting? Maybe two good matches? And if you're only expecting two good matches out of him... Why is everyone dropping better forwards? Like, I've seen some people dropping Aguero. His price dropped. Some people talking about dropping Kane. Why are you dropping those players when Aguero still has another match um, in his double, and that second match is against Newcastle? Uh, and Kane, who doesn't miss a match for the rest of the season because they have a game in 35. So I already made that move, and I'm starting to, to heavily regret it. Uh, would you kind of agree with that assessment? Uh, I, I do agree. There, Everton and the Palace doubles for this upcoming week are about as enticing as uh, you know a jar of mayonnaise that was left in the sun for too long, <laughs> and it's um, like nice and curdled. But. It's there's nothing you know, like you said. The thing that that gets me is everyone's jumping on Lukaku. I, I've already brought in Lukaku. I told you we, we brought. I told you I made two transfers over via text the other day. Um, the thing that, that's that's bugging me is I only did it because I'm trying to keep up with the you know keep up with everybody else. Keep everybody up with else the Lukaku's. Bring- the last exactly. three weeks we've had to keep up with the blanks. <laughs> so everybody's bringing him in. So you kind of have to in your mini leagues if you're chasing, you kind of have to bring him in. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing because everybody's going to bring him in. God forbid he hits. God forbid he doesn't. But it doesn't matter. You're covered either way if you bring him in. You know. Like you said, Watford, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Liverpool, and then a blank in 35. See, for my, for my money, if you're looking at Lukaku to be a fantasy asset and not burn and basically build your team around the week 33 and week 34, you know, use of wild card and the double game weeks to your advantage, you know, I think Lukaku's last four are where you, he is going to be a star. I think the week off and then he faces Bournemouth at home, Leicester on the road, Sunderland on the road, and then Norwich at home. Yeah. Those four games, to me, are when Lukaku's gold stock is going to be sky high. Because people are bringing him in for week 33, the double this week, double next week, and then what are they going to do in week 35? Are they going to sit him? They're going to transfer him out? I guarantee in, in, in three weeks, Lukaku is going to be the most transferred out player, and some, he's going to be transferred out for, Luke, for Kane you know, for an even swap, basically almost money-wise. I mean, it's it's close. But I think that people are, are missing the point. Is like the easiest run-in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think people are missing the point that, you know, yeah, Lukaku is good now, 
but what are you going to do in between? And then what? how are you going to get them back in the end? Because people are going to be so prone to having the the Canes on their roster after the double game week of 34 that I don't know if they're going to be able to go back to Lukaku. It, it's going to be at the expense of, and, we, and we've talked about this a couple times, that you know, I, I'm thinking that Aguero is the one, the odd, going to be the odd man out in the stretch run for a lot of fantasy players. Yeah, Stoke, Southampton, Arsenal uh, for Aguero is not what you'd like to see. Also, kind of my down low, like now that we're talking about the future, my down low forward for the last few weeks. Because remember, I'm not particularly high on Kane the last few weeks. Because mm-hmm. we have United, Stoke, West Brom, Chelsea, Southampton, all of whom are top ten defenses as five of our last eight matches. Seven matches? Mm-hmm. It's not great. It's not something that you're looking forward to. My on the down low, and and this is um, something that I've had to learn over many years of fantasy sports, not particularly soccer. But you know there's some players where you're just like, he burned me, I'm never going back to that well. Oh, totally. I, I totally feel that way still about some players. <laughs> As do I. Um, particularly Ian Desmond, who's now an outfielder. I'll never understand. But Watford, the last four weeks, have Villa, Liverpool, Norwich, and Sunderland. Mm-hmm. All of whom have tragic defenses. Yeah. So just, just, just putting it out there. Kane and Aguero have tough run-ins. We already talked about how Lukaku's was really great. Watford, I know a lot of people got burned by Dini. I know a lot of people got burned by Gallo by holding on to him too long. Don't let that don't let that corrupt you. I'm not saying that by then it will be the right move, but as of right now, I'm looking at that and thinking that that is a wholly viable forward option for the last three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And you can add the United double duo in there that you know Martial and Rashford. In there. They, <laughs> they have a they have a they have a good run in as well with the double and thirty seven. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get to that in a little bit with mistakes that I'm about to make. But yeah. for now, we can start with price changes. I didn't think too many were crazy. You already touched on De Bruyne. I understand your point about he's not going to get the playing time, but he's he's scoring every sixty minutes, so it kind of mm-hmm. doesn't matter if he's playing ninety at times. I am looking to bring him in. Payet going up, I think, is a strange one. The matchups get real rough, real fast for West Ham. Um, Crystal Palace uh, was a difficult one for them. He had an incredible free kick. But Arsenal, Leicester, Watford, blank West Brom. Swansea, Man United, Stoke. Like, that is... Yeah, those are a lot of decent defenses. It's all it's all double game week based. His his price increase. It's not because people. But are the re- only decent match in that is Swansea. Like it's, not just the doubles. Like from now till the end of the season. You know, I. Or is, are, of, are you going to roll with a uh, friend chief over there and say that the form is what you're going to roll with over these? Because okay. Arsenal and Leicester, like these are two massive matches. These are top four slash title deciding matches, and for real life. <laughs> The thing is, I think I think Payet is a player that is kind of matchup proof. Yeah. He's he's into that level where you play him regardless if it's a double game or not, game week or not. Like game week thirty four. Say if he only had one game and it was against Watford that week, would you would he be one of the guys you transferred out? Probably not, because he has the talent to perform on a fantasy basis, even if he's given one game. Mm. Now he's given two games twice for the last six weeks of the season. So that's why people are, are investing in him, you know, based on his price, like eight thought whatever he is, eight thought five, and you know he's giving returns. He's the free kick guy. He is the man for West Ham. He makes the engine go. He is the player. You know yeah. now the 
Now, add the fact that he has two gobble games, not one, but two, regardless of who he's playing. He could be playing, you know, the, the St. Ivy's Academy for Girls and, you know, the, the, the 2003-2004 Arsenal team. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's going to be – you're going to have him in there. He's going to be owned by over 70% of teams in the next week. And I guarantee if people are filling out their – they're wild card teams. I guarantee he's one of the first, if not the first player, that they're inserting him in there for game week 34. I know he blanks in 35, and it's kind of a uh, But you're looking at 34. People, people are using their wild cards. Yeah, they're looking ahead, and they're counting how many players they have in double game weeks. But I don't think they're taking into account that the chips and the people that they're playing against have the same availability that they do. Yeah. Has it surprised you how many people are advocating people using their wild card this week? I don't. I don't believe. I don't see it. I mean, what, where's the where's the value in that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm hoping people do because you know, there's there's one person out of the double game week this week that I would even roster, and it's Lukaku, only because you kind of have to. Because we else both is. have him, and we're both already like not yeah. super amped about it. I'm not. I'm not impressed with it. You know, game week 34. Everybody's like, oh, I'm going to have. You know, they're used, basically what they're doing is they're they're loading up their team now oh, on week 34. Well, no, they're loading their team now, so they use a bench boost in week 34, so they have all 15 players on double game week. That's, what's, that's what the plan is for most of pe- most people. Mm. So they get 30 games, basically, from every player that's on their team. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm not saying it's a good idea, because there's going to be a lot of players that don't play every both games. Yeah. I mean, can you sit here and honestly tell me that you know Roberto Firmino is going to get both games against Bournemouth and Everton in week 34? Nope. No, but, but on that note, uh, good news that he is fully back in training. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And I, I actually have a question for the, for the future of the double game weeks. Do you trust a guy like Firmino that's actually coming back from injury? You know, Liverpool's not really going to have much to play for from the stretch run. I mean, they they could get into into the Europas, but they're in the Europas now. If they win the Europas, then they get in the Champions League. So it doesn't, you know, it's. But they aren't going to be Dortmund. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Get your flares ready for tomorrow for Dortmund because they're, they're going to be lighting off on Liverpool. <laughs> they really will. Um, yeah, did you see what they did to Tottenham's defense? Liverpool's yeah. defense is not Tottenham's defense. No, it's going to be the, <laughs> this, this Sacco show is going to be doing pinwheels and be trying to figure out what, what the etch in his head next. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it won't be 4-3. It's entirely possible. Oh, it but totally Liverpool could. aren't keeping them out for sure. No. Um, interesting. Would I trust Firmino over that period? I mean, he's still in my team. Um, I started him last week, and then it brought in, uh, what did it bring in off my bench? Sigurdsson, I guess? So that worked out. <laughs> yeah, really nicely. Um, yeah, I mean, Bournemouth and Everton are both pretty poor, so I, I'm definitely wanting to keep him for this. I, th- I think that I'm going to roll with it safe with Firmino. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to accept that he's in my team and just roll with it. Him and the City players, uh, as far as I'm aware... No, 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 it's just Liverpool. Uh, have two double game weeks and play in 35. So, even if he misses two of those matches, that's the same amount as any other player. And I trust his performance. So, yeah. that that's exactly my issue with Lukaku. Is if you're narrowing it down to just having... Okay, so, do you think he plays all four matches in the next two weeks? Like, do you think he starts? No, Lukaku. I've moved on because I made my Firmino point, which mm-hmm. is I'm fine with him. I can see him. I can see him starting three of the four. Exactly. And how many of those three is he going to play well in? One, one. or two? One. Right. Right. I say one. I'll say two, so, which is being generous. Which so is why I made which, the bet which was our point. So why is why is the point in taking yeah. you know him over other players? Firmino is not in that boat. 
If you're giving me the same amount of matches with Firmino versus somebody else, especially considering I can't have Ozil, I'm still fine with Firmino. And then I have the upside of the extra matches, which are better matchups, by the way, with Bournemouth and Everton being the next two, then Newcastle in the middle, then Swansea. Like, those are much, much better matches than what you're getting with Lukaku. And, and we knew this as soon as we saw the doubles. Like, everybody was waiting with bated breath for, like, an extra four days because it was supposed to happen on a Friday. ended up happening on, like, a Tuesday. But there weren't that many good doubles. They just weren't that great. Like, we were really excited that Manchester City had Newcastle. And we were talking about, like, what if Newcastle backs up Swansea or something to that effect. But now it's Chelsea, Newcastle, Stoke, Southampton, Arsenal. Like, you don't love that cluster nearly as much. I think Liverpool have the best cluster. I'm willing to take Firmino in three of those five matches with the upside of it being five, knowing that most players also only have three or four. Now, now with a player like Firmino, do you, with the way that Coutinho is playing now, and he's been playing well the last two weeks, yeah. do, you, do you downgrade, upgrade, keep him lateral with where he is because of Coutinho's... Uh, what he's been showing in the last two weeks. Because My, honestly, in, 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 a, in, a, in a vacuum right now, I would take Coutinho over Firmino for those for those stretch. Interesting. My lack of faith in Coutinho is so broad that it's affecting my valuation of other players. <laughs> <laughs> Coutinho always does this. He always has two or three good matches and then just falls off the face of the earth. And when he does, it's probably going to be around when Firmino comes back. If I'm in a vacuum, if, I'm, if, I, if I've played my wild card and I'm picking my team now, do I take Coutinho over Firmino? Maybe, but that's not the case. I already have Firmino on my team, and it's definitely not worth a free transfer to me with mm-hmm. so few left from now to the end of the season. Well, the one thing in Liverpool's favor is they don't really have many other options that you would actually roster at a value price point for, to bring in. I mean, yes, they have Coutinho, Firmino, but who's the third Who's the third guy that you would trust there? It was supposed the to be like Ibe, but it's not yeah. Olana. It's not yeah. Milner by any you, stretch. You're not trusting a defender. You're not bringing in Moreno or Klein. You might maybe bring in Moreno. Maybe that would be the third. You know what? Actually, the third, you know who the third would be? And we discussed mm. it last week. Oh, it's Mignolet. It's yeah. Mignolet. Yeah, the matchups, the matchups there are pretty sweet against some pretty poor attacks. Yeah. After, after the Everton match, because I think Bournemouth can do some business. Everton can as well. Newcastle, Swansea, Watford, Chelsea, Albion. Without looking at the at the stats, I'm going to guess all of them. Chelsea might have crept up. I'm going to guess Chelsea are the only ones that are now in the top 10 in goals scored. Dude, do you know Watford have scored the second fewest goals this year? Yeah. But they it's, have like the eighth best defense. That's so they're, crazy. They're so self-reliant on Dini and Agalu. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. It, it's it's actually crazy and that's why their 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 play has fell off because or their points, you know, gained as fell off because Dini Nagalo or not, you know, tallying, which yeah. is sad. Four straight I mean, losses. Yeah, it's, it's it's rough. Not you know, that, particularly great. I mean, overall, it's been it's been a good year, and they it's a big it's a good building point for. Yeah, Watt, I, I think the year. same thing just happened with Bournemouth because they also have what seven goals and eight goals in the last two weeks for Bournemouth yeah. after they'd done so well. It feels like both of them reached safety mm-hmm. and then just like took their foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah, and they're like, we did it. All right. Um, it's, it's also playing with guys who have experienced the Premier League level is true. what it is. You know, it's, it's this is a very hard part of the season mentally. Yeah. Oh, to totally. Get up this for is, every week. This, yeah. It's just such a grind on them, especially with the uh, with them being for, going further in the FA Cup than they would be normally used to. Yeah. You know. Oh I mean, snap! Watford is still in then, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, dang. That yeah, that is that is a really interesting point. I, I just, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Watford is. 
you know, playing middling ball through through the rest of the season and wins, <laughs> goes to the FA Cup championship game. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. But again, as I said, I, I don't hate their last four. So no, assuming that I, I reset in thirty five, that it could be yeah. a thing that I. Uh, they'd be they'd be a good play good play to uh, rebuy into the Agalu. Yeah, and, and we've been talking about like at this point in the season, if you want to finish higher up in the standings, you can't just keep going with the players everybody has. Yeah. Everybody's bailed on Agalu. It would be a really interesting time to buy back in yeah. on that hype train. Yeah. And, and it, there's only so many limited. There's there's so many limited players that you could actually invest in that are going to give you some kind of return. And we'll touch on a couple in a, in a little bit because I have them a lot in my start sits because people are eyeing for their future, not just this week. Right. So um, where were we? Price price ups and price downs. Yeah. Oh, uh, the the only other one that I thought was really uh, noteworthy uh, was Schmeichel going up. I don't know why it took this long for people to realize. They have five clean sheets in their last six matches. Yeah. But Arsenal, is that is that somebody you're looking at? Or are you ready to move keepers, or are you just going to stand pat and address I, I, other places? I mean, their schedule is benefit, benefits him, except for the run-in when they play United, Everett, and Chelsea. Those are the last three games that I but, question. I mean, United and but, Chelsea don't have prolific attacks this year. But but they're but on the road. Won. They're on the they're on the road. United's, yeah. United's at home, and Chelsea's at home. So... Those are the two, those are the games that you have to question. You're not going to question Sunderland this week. You're not going to question West Ham at, at you know their home for uh, West Ham. That could be a question because West Ham's always bound to be a play, put a goal in. And you know West Ham's not a joke. They're they're fifth in the yeah. fifth league for a oh, reason. Oh, uh, great news for West Ham. Bad news for Arsenal and Leicester is that the Kuyate red card was rescinded. Now yeah. Kuyate is not a fantasy asset in his own right, but much much like Dyer for Tottenham, if he's in there, the rest of the team will be working better. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely worth noting there. He was interesting at the beginning of the year, but yeah. his fantasy production fell off pretty much as soon as Payet and Lanzini and then later Antonio took the yeah, attacking he beca- brunt. He just stays back, which is exactly what happened with Dyer. And he was playing fun. in a double pivot early in the season, and then Ali and Dembele were like, we're just going to always go forward. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll just I'll just stay back here. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it with Kiate behind, behind those three. Because, no. you know what, talent, talent-wise and... Involvement in you know play you know build up is for those guys not him you know so but yeah so yeah price ups you know Schmeichel I'll just run down the list of everybody that went up for everybody at home Schmeichel Gomes Morgan Bellerin Fuchs KDB as we talked about Alexis Coutinho Payet and Lukaku a lot of those everybody except for you know Schmeichel Morgan uh, and Fuchs have doubles coming up. So there, that's where people are investing their money. Bellerin and Fuchs are the number one and number two defenders in the Premier League right now for fantasy. If oh anybody wow! Wants to, really? If anybody wants to, no, that's my own opinion. Oh. If anybody, if anybody wants to debate that, you know, I'll give you my cell phone number. You can call me up, but you're you're, you're wrong. <laughs> can they call you um, on your cell phone? Yeah. The interesting thing, I like I was saying before, is the the guys going up and the guys going down are, you know, they correlate. You know. Uh, I'm interested to see that, that KDB and Alexis are going up when they have such significant price tags, and you know they're basically like the third and fourth highest, you know, players in the in the official game. Whereas uh, Aguero is gone down in 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 price, yeah. so people are basically selling on the Sergio Aguero thing to save the three three million that they can invest in the midfield. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if people are going with uh, Lukaku and. Somebody else on the t- up top of the cheap cheap liking, like a Mitrovic, and then going heavy through the midfield with Payet 
KDB, Alexis, Coutinho, and you know somebody else like an Ali or a Mares to save a couple pennies. Um, to me, that's that's an awesome strategy. I like it. But like I said, be leery of the of the the city play and who plays where. I mean, I like it. I wish I could do it. I just I'm jealous and I can't. I'm just gonna yell at you because I can't. Yeah. Um, the falls I thought were also interesting, mostly injury based. With mm-hmm. Aguero and Sterling and Firmino. I, I'm really glad that Firmino is probably going to be back in around the mix. I, I do like him and don't think I'm going to swap him out anytime soon. Um, Giroud, we knew this. We talked about yeah. this in January, about how he struggles with Sanchez. But I don't think even the staunchest Giroud hater, which might be me, there are probably others, <laughs> um, predicted how poor this would really end up being. I, I want to say he's averaging like .7 shots on target. Per match since Sanchez came back, it's just been so poor. Hasn't scored well, since he's been back, obviously, and and he's he's been losing starts. I know, but like deservedly, Walcott yeah. scores at the weekend. Does that entice you at all, or are you just basically no. done with the Arsenal forward position? No, I mean, there's nobody in the Arsenal you know forward region that I would actually like. I mean, even though Walcott is classified as a midfielder in the official game, oh, uh, really? oh, wow. yeah. I mean, if if you're gonna look at a forward for for Arsenal, Danny Welbeck is the only guy that I would even glimmer at. And that's and if then you just, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be a little di- little different, I mean, yeah, they have you know a double one thirty four with Palace and West Brom. It's awfully tasty, but you know who are, who are you taking out of your team from an Arsenal Arsenal point, uh, perspective that you're going to be like, all right, he'd be my third Arsenal guy. You gotta have most uh, people should already have three. Yeah, I mean, well, either they should have well for the for the double game week, abs- absolutely they should have at least two. So if if he's your third, I mean it's not awful. So one is Bellerin, the other one is you know Sanchez if you have the if you have the coin in your pocket, and the other one is I'm, I'm he's my super sleeper, and we'll talk about him and starts this again because I like him a little bit. But you know Alex Iwobi is starting to play well in the system that is being when he gets time, uh, and his price tag at four point five is awesome for anybody who wants to double up games against you know two meteor, mediocre opponents. That's just that's just me saying what I'm doing for the future. Yeah. Any any other uh, thoughts on price changes? Um. No. I mean, yeah. Everybody went down. Uh, I'd love to have John Whalen on and talk about uh, how Ali and Erickson are are about about even again. <laughs> Wait, is Ali cheaper than Erickson? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. I mean, geez. I mean, I could buy a ham sandwich with the difference. <laughs> to be fair, I think he'll counter that he's in the same. Esteem of everyone, fantasy wise, because Firmino has come good since then. Oh, so. uh, true. So he's got like a I'll wash your car, but then I'll get it back dirty again. <laughs> one, yeah, one of those situations. Um, also, uh, for those people at home, they're like, when are we going to talk about baseball? Starling Marte has been awful in the field and at the plate. And for that, I'm sorry. Now we're going to take a two second break. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now we're back. I'm sure over that commercial duration, you were like, man, I'm really glad Kevin just talked about the Pirates super briefly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Car- Carlos Correa hit another home run. Of course, Trevor Story. First player. Robin, Robinson Cano, for, yeah, first player with four hits and they're all home runs in his major league career. Yep. This is uh, obviously a very impressive statistic. Um, also, it looks like uh, maybe Starlin Castro won't be awful for you, which it would be nice. No, I'd take it. We just need him to be functional. That's all. Well, functional you just need him not- to be better than Didi Gregorius, which he could do on one leg. Well, so. Didi's actually, I actually like Didi. Do you? Can you yeah. not? No, I actually like Didi. Why? I think- I think he fits exactly what we need. We need a young shortstop who limits his limits his mistakes, does okay with the bat, and stays in the lineup every day. That's what we need. All right. Well, on that controversial note, we're going to move on to starts and sits. Um, we already talked about about a little bit. Lukaku, four matches in two weeks was too tempting for either of us to ignore. Watford, like I said, four goals last week conceded, which is the most they've conceded this season. And the same amount of goals they'd conceded in the previous in the previous five weeks, just four goals from Watford. So not as hot on that. But like you said, you do have to start him, which is very frustrating, but it is just kind of the situation. Uh I'm honestly this kind of should go into teams later, but I'm thinking of holding on to my transfer this week and then kind of doing a mini wildcard next week. The idea being moving from Kane to Martial until I use my wild card. He has Villa and Palace is his double game week 34. And then moving from Payet, who I somewhat disagree with you on, on the form versus fixtures thing, swapping him out for De Bruyne. And similar to my Firmino logic saying that if he plays, what, if he plays 180 minutes of three matches, that I'm still fine with that. I don't know. That's that's the direction I'm thinking about going. So either making the move this week or wait until next week on Martial. Uh, and then Wickham and Callum Wilson if they start. But you won't know that in the official game. I know you're a big Wickham guy. Are you willing to start him and just hope he plays or hope you have somebody coming off the bench for him? No, you know what? I have it marked down here. I have like three or four forwards put down. And, and I was going to tell everybody to keep an eye on Connor Wickham's health. Uh, if, if you have an early jump on your you know, your Saturday morning and you, you read that he's going to be training and, you know, he's with the first team and he might be somebody to look at this week if you need to go to somebody that you could gamble on as a, you know, as a, as a contrarian play to everyone bringing in Lukaku, but everybody's going to have Lukaku this week. So it doesn't make a difference. So add him in and just get, be the benefit of his doubles. That's all. Yeah, fair enough. Um, in midfield, Maras versus Sunderland replaces the usual you're playing against Aston Villa Award for uh, obvious play of the week. But if you had to pick somebody for the plays against Aston Villa Award in the Bournemouth midfield, who would you go with? Uh, Matt Ritchie. Yeah. Man, we were so high on him in the summer. Yeah, I'm, just I'm starting. never I'm, really came together. He, he's, you know what? I think the loss of Callum Wilson sapped what we could have seen. Um, Is I it, think, am I correct in saying he's still their leading scorer? I would probably imagine it. I probably five, imagine it. I think so. I don't know how many Josh King had, but that's probably the only guy I could think that 
would be close. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to derail that, but yeah, you're thinking Matt Ritchie for this week. Yeah, Richie would be Richie would be my my uh, my ploy, and I have a, he's one of my guys I have written down for my my starts. Yeah, it it is Callum Wilson with five. King has four. Afobe has four. Mm. So, um, and Afobe just does not put the ball on target. It's so infuriating. Yeah, it's fr- it's frustrating. A, a guy who seems like he's always in the right place to receive something, he kind of like he's like a clod. Like he trips over his own feet, <laughs> but. But that's uh, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Uh, okay. Other midfielders uh, for me, uh, a hesitant shout for William, who burned me hard in three different leagues last week in three different formats. Um, but you aren't gonna worry about Swansea's defense on the whole or Neil Taylor as an individual matchup at all. So uh, if he plays, he's another good one. And kind of continuing that theme this week, Sadio Mane. If you could guarantee he's starting for Southampton, mm-hmm. I really like that matchup. But you can't. And that's that's a very frustrating situation. Uh, for defense, I know they've had just one clean sheet in their last five, but Southampton versus Newcastle is a pretty tasty matchup, considering Newcastle have failed to score in 13 matches, which is second worst in the league. Now, you, you, you name-dropped him a second ago. If Alexander Mitrovic had gotten 30 starts this season, I think he's a top-five fantasy forward. Yeah, if there wasn't such a, a cluster with the, with the Newcastle's like strikers. If they had just been fine playing Iosa Perez on the wing from the start of the season. Yep. He could have yeah. got, gotten at least 20 because you still have Cissé in there sapping some of the starts. Yeah. I, By I the think way, them would... bringing in Sadu Dumbia was one of the weirdest transfers I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, they do a lot of strange things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think he could have easily scored 15 goals if he, if he had the everyday, everyday job, every game. And he did miss a couple games for injury there, I believe. So yeah. If only I had gone out on a limb and said that a mediocre forward could score 15 goals and then didn't get super burned on it, cough gummy. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Um, the other two defenses that I think have favorable matchups are, are Chelsea and Bournemouth this week. Um, yeah. I know you were big on a couple Bournemouth guys a few weeks ago, but uh, I think this, this, you know, Aston Villa is just a dumpster fire of a club right now. <laughs> and uh, earlier today, I saw an Aston Villa... Fade on Twitter doing the whole snake thing with Fabian Delph. <laughs> and uh, I went out on a limb and said that Manchester City will lose less goals in the Premier League than Aston Villa lose in the championship. And I wholly believe that to my very core. Um, <laughs> those are my starts, Rob. Who do you got? Uh, I'll start in the back. Uh, got to give a shout to, to the Cherries. They, they got the Villa Award this week. So anybody still rostering Charlie Daniels, Steve Cook, Adam Smith, good for you. Uh, Villa, like you said, is an abomination of football capacity. Uh, through the midfield, once again, we did this last week. You shouted out William, and I shouted out somebody else. And uh, I'm going to stick with Chelsea. And I, I, I like Pedro this week. I think Pedro gets a start from the. Oh, that uh, was such a good finish. Uh, um, I think I think what he has there when Hazard is not even in the in the in the question mark, and the Triori experiment is over. I believe for a while. Um, Which is a I think bummer. Pe- he was doing well. Yeah, I, I think they're. I think Chelsea wants to play and play the season out with the with what they have. I think they want to see how they'll play, you know, through the summer, through the through the fall. You know, they'll keep who they have. But I think Pedro is a good start this week. You know, his price tag is not very favorable. He's eight point eight, but his return is pretty good, and his his differential is he's only only two point one percent of league. So there's something there if you have the funds. Uh, up top, I had Mitrovic. Uh, um, you know he's got three goals in his last 130 minutes 
um, which is great. Everyone's going to be bringing in Lukaku this week, so you know, look for, look for that. Mitrovic has a double in the next coming weeks, um, and then keep an eye on Connor Wickham. Like I said before, health wise, if he's there, price tag is good. He's in the mid fives. Somebody to look at. I mean, when he plays, he plays well with the players that are around for Crystal Palace. So he could he could find the net. Um, on the sit side, I'll start where the guys who score the goals. I'm not trusting anybody on the United forward rankings right now. Even if Rooney gets his boots laced up, I don't trust him. Martial Rashford. Um, next week, absolutely. This week, no. Uh, through the midfield, I, I kind of teased it a little bit before, but what has Christian Eriksen done for you that Della Ali hasn't? Um, besides being more expensive, uh, Spurs versus United. That game could be 0-0, could be 1-1. doesn't matter. It's not an intriguing thing for me from a fantasy-wise, especially with Christian Eriksen. I mean, if you have Ali, Ali and you have Kane, yeah, you're going to play them because you know they're studs and the price tags allow them to be on your team in Ali's case. And Kane is just form-wise the best player in the Premier League right now. Most goals, 22. Yep. Uh, on defense, I'm sitting everyone in the West Ham Arsenal match except for Hector Bellerin because you can't sit Hector Bellerin. He's by far the best defender in the Premier League from a fantasy perspective. Just look at the point return, and I'll actually throw this to you. He's sitting at, I believe he's six four currently. The most expensive defender right now is six six. Kev, hold on, I'm going to double check. Arrested? I Me? Mean, no, I, I, I'm. There was a cop right outside. <laughs> Right, uh, that's why I asked. <laughs> so the defenders, the most expensive defender is 6'6", Bronislav Ivanovic, 6'6". Mm-hmm. Bellerin is currently 6'4". you think that Bellerin becomes the most expensive defender this year by the end of the season? Did I lose you? Oh, wow. I was on mute like a rookie. Um, that was that was a poor showing for me. I was excited because uh, Gregory Polanco drew a walk, which uh, scored a run because the bases were loaded. Um, <laughs> no, um, I I'm not sure that Bellerin gets there this year, but I guarantee you he's top five in price to start next season. Mm-hmm. It just it's, it is it has been very impressive, and and Nacho Monreal has not probably gotten the credit he deserves this year either. Um, but yeah, the the fact that the Chelsea and the City guys, I'm I'm pretty sure are the ones that are topping that. Maybe Chris Smalling's in there as well. Yeah, um, John John Terry is still six dot six. That's tremendous. And then um, Odemende, who's come in at six five, and I don't even think he, I think he maybe went up once and down once and then back up once. So I think that was it. Oh, so he's I, a City player. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and then Toby and then Toby and Smalling are are above. Have, yeah, Toby. both crawled their ways up. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. The the staggering thing about that is. That they never went down in price because nobody ever bought them. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, that's the very strange thing about that. I, I don't think we'll see that same kind of log jam uh, at the top of the price charts there in defense next season. I, I think next next season, defense is going to be a very frustrating thing. Because we'll see even more of these talented players coming to some of the middling clubs. Mm-hmm. Like this year we had the AUs and the Payettes and, and all those guys. And I think it's only going to get worse next season. And... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people caught on fairly early that the Tottenham defense was different than it had been in years past. I waited too long because I'm that kind of fan. I, I just didn't believe it. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you got to imagine Toby is probably going to be in the sixes. 
mm-hmm. with Jan, Kyle, and Danny all in the high fives. All the Arsenal guys are going to be up there, except for Mertesacker, who is super old and hasn't gotten you very much at all in terms of fantasy. It's, it's going to be a tough one. I don't I don't know how that's all going to shake out, but but I bet yeah. you Bellerin is easily going to be top five in price next season. Well, well, just for just for reference, the the most expensive defender coming into the season was was Ivanovic at seven. So I can see I can see Toby starting at seven next year with Smalling and Bellerin at seven as well. That'd be insane. No thanks is my official stance. It's, it, it's tough. It's tough to you know you're gonna have to find value at the back end. I mean I know you know what my, you know, my guess is Kressel is gonna be overrated. I'm gonna say Sam Byram next year is gonna be a really interesting option. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> assuming that Burnley come up because right now it looks like they will, mm-hmm. they're, they're gonna have a lot of interesting options because they don't mind actually playing football, um, which is why you saw Ings do well, Trippier did well. Um, right now. Uh, Andy Gray, Andre Gray, man, I'm gonna look like such a noob. Uh, Andre Gray, yeah, he's Canadian. <laughs> yeah, oh, interesting. Um, I know he's been tearing it up for them, so maybe that'll that'll be that'll be two years ago. Ings, this year's is uh, Igalo slash mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah, there's um, tons of guys. I mean, we'll get into that later when. Uh, I told you, we, man. I already started doing prep, we, when, when so we now do, I'm like, we'll talk about next season when we do right wrap now. up, and you know, yeah. and. Uh, Probably now's a good time before we get to your, your sits. Anybody listening at home that's going to be interested in watching the, the Euros 2016, yeah. we are going to be covering that for the EPL Index. We'll start uh, talking about what teams to look at, players to, players to roster for you know daily fantasy advice, stuff, stuff of that nature. But it's always good times. I mean, it's football all year basically is because the Euros are going to go basically right into – you know, next season and next season's Well, research. the Euros go right into the Olympics, which is a U23 yeah. thing, which is a great opportunity to scout players you haven't seen before totally. uh, heading into the Premier League season. Totally. Yeah, it's going to be a mess. Also, the U.S. missed again. Because <laughs> we're awful. All right. Um, yeah, so for my sits, starting up front for the third consecutive week, uh, Arsenal forwards versus whoever they're playing against. Uh, this week, obviously, against West Ham. And, you know, the West Ham forwards are kind of like the Newcastle forwards. If they had just picked one, he would have been rosterable all year. Whether it had been Sacco or Valencia or, at times, even Andy Carroll. Um, that would have been interesting. If they stayed but, healthy, yeah. You're right, yeah, that's what, yeah. Um, like, that's what I'm saying. Is like If they got 25 starts, they all would have been ownable. But they just kind of keep competing and getting in everybody's way. So I've not been a fan all year. Now you have the same thing at Arsenal. They're not even performing. At least the West Ham ones perform from time to time. Um, In the midfield, I I just think this is a rough week for some of the big clubs because you're basically automatically ruling out all Spurs, United, Arsenal, and West Ham players. Well, not ruling out. You're not like straight sitting them, but they're just you aren't excited about most of those matchups. Um, Everton have (laughs) been pretty crap for a while. So there's a lot of options you can pick for guys that you aren't really going to want to go with this week. I agree with you, and probably for the first time this season, I'm going to put a Spurs player in my sits, and it's Christian Eriksen. I do not think this is the kind of matchup that will behoove him. We've seen time and time again Tottenham against Manchester United. The way that we beat them is with pace in the midfield. And that is all Moussa Dembele, but he's a little further back, and Della Ali. I think this is a big Della Ali game, you know, comparatively considering that both teams are facing top two defenses. Um, so yeah, I like Jal Ali this week, but I think Erickson falls firmly in my sits uh, category. 
Uh, and the defenses are pretty much all the teams I just mentioned because I don't think Arsenal are going to score a lot. I don't think West Ham are going to score a lot, nor Spurs, nor United. But I think it's very likely that all of them get at least one. So I think that's that's a very difficult uh, fact to accept. Uh, specifically for Tottenham, I'm not starting on Vertonghen. Either he doesn't start, which I don't think he will, or he does start and he's a little bit slow. And going up against Martial and Rashford, who both have tons of pace, I don't think that benefits you either. So two two Spurs guys, man, in the sits. What's wow. happening? Wow. I know. I don't know what to add to that. I'm befu- <laughs> I'm befuddled. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You going against Spurs is like me going against the Yankees. Yeah. Hey, man. The Yankees are doing. What did What did you think about CC making that rotation? Deserved um, because you're. He's, he's making twenty. Garbage he's, fire, making, he's making twenty five million dollars a year. He, he should. He should be in the rotation <laughs> until he can't pitch anymore. Hey, isn't that what the Red Sox were gonna do with Pablo until they didn't? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hashtag pandable. Yeah. Well, the, the the money is just ridiculous to think mm-hmm. about. But you know, skill wise, if he can't perform, then he should just retire. I know he's got some things going on in his life where he just came back from rehab and whatever, but. Sorry to hear it. CC, get your shit together. You're making $25 million a year. You know what? That's like the freaking Martavis Bryant suspension. Like, I'm I mean, not saying it. don't he's smoke in, weed. He's in it. He's in What it. I am saying is... Don't get if, caught smoking weed. How about or, that? Or if your contract for millions of dollars tells you to not to, just don't. Wait five years and then smoke all you want. With all of your millions of dollars that you've accrued over the years. Now, yeah. uh, uh, just like the CC thing... Apparently, the Steelers are coming out. And, and we have cut players for this before. Like, we basically cut Santonio. San we sold him for a fifth rounder to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming out saying that this isn't a party situation. This is a, is a depression situation. I don't want to play with that. That's a very sore subject for a lot of people. But there's there's medications for that. There's psychiatrists and psychologists for that. Yeah, the fact that he was just street diagnosing himself. And weed was where he landed, knowing it was prohibited by the league. It was just... It's say, a dumb move. It's say word. Say word. Why? Say word, so... Yo, word is I think he's watching too much of The Wire, to be honest. <laughs> it's possible. Although it's it, hard to... No, it's not. I was about to say it's hard to watch too much of The Wire. It's not. Dude, I... It's hard for me to watch overly dramatic TV shows. Mm-hmm. Just after a while, it just, like, gets me in a funk. Like, I'm fine with it in movies. That's, like... Two hours wait. and you're out. Wait, you think the wire is overly dramatic? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a comedy for those of you that haven't watched it. Yeah. Go, I'm, I'm go the str- watch it I'm, for the laughs. I'm the stringer bell of fantasy footy. <laughs> Who was the dude? Um, oh man, I forget his name. But he he calls it his street Oscar because he was playing a drug addict in the show. And oh. Then, um, and he was a he was a homeless guy, uh, Bub Bubs. Yeah, Bubsy. yeah, yeah, Bubsy. <laughs> yeah, and then a real life like crackhead was like, "Dude, you need to fix more than I do," and he mm-hmm. calls it his street Oscar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always thought that's hilarious. Yeah, Bubs. Yeah, um, man, we haven't really nonsense at all. No, nah. like, we, should, we should do we should do crazy questions. Crazy um, questions. Yeah, <laughs> you first. This way, I can think of one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um. Hmm. If there was any TV show that yeah. you could instantly make nobody tell you to watch ever again, what would um, it be? Um, 
Because you know you have those friends that like have an agenda on shows. You're just like, dude, shut up. I don't yeah. want it. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably be like a girly show. Like like Scandal or something I'll see, that's because you're relationship right now. Because I've, I've been there with um, America's Next Top Model, which then I embarrassingly got into on my own after that was over. Um, what was it? Design Star on HGTV was another one. I was really excited. There was this one dude, I forget his name, but he was the one straight guy. And I was like, go straight guy. Because at the same time, I was at uh, the conservatory uh, for opera. And uh, it wasn't really my thing either. So I was just like, yeah, no, uh, just go straight guy, man. I know what you're going through. It's, it's a tough time. <laughs> I believe in you. And he came in like third, and now he has his own show, and he's like straight architectural bad boy. And I'm like, yeah, man, you get it. Um, anyway, so uh, I understand the the guilty pleasure stuff. What what do you, what do you got for me? Um, all right, we'll keep we'll keep it fun, like a like a kid's birthday party. All right. If say if there was a a guy making balloon animals, and you can ask him anything that you want him to make within reason, because you don't want him to make like you know wedding crashes, make me like you know a bicycle. Nobody wants a bicycle. Yeah. But what what would be your go to balloon animal to ask for? Gorilla. It's not close. I was crazy obsessed with gorillas when I was a kid. I did the whole lemonade stand thing for a minute, um, and got to adopt a, a gorilla in the wild. I had a uh, stuffed gorilla. That was my stuffed animal uh, when I was growing up. With the very inventive name Gorgor, which is not only phonetically disgusting, but also crazy lazy, uh, as far as naming goes. Um, but yeah, did you, did you have a picture of Jane Goodall on your wall too? Uh, dude, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> that's not Gorillas in the Mist was deeply saddening to me. I thought it was just going to be like really exciting. Yeah, you thought it was just going to be gorillas and then... In the mist, yeah. No. Yeah, gorillas and then there's mist and then she's dead in a tent. Yeah, she's like... Well, uh, Spo- spoiler alert. Well, she's dead, she's dead. <laughs> spoiler alert on that book. <laughs> like a deck easily 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, gorillas, gorillas were where it was at for me, uh, for sure. And it, it wasn't even particularly close. You know, you got your mountain gorillas, you got your little West Midland, West Midland, says West Brom. Uh, man, what am I trying to say? They were lowland, but they were Western lowland gorillas, I want to say. But the ones with the bigger domes, but it was like red tinted. And then the silverbacks are the dominant males. You got you got all that stuff going on, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a down with my, my uh, primates, man. Yeah, uh, also, I think it was at the San Diego Zoo. If not, it was the Oklahoma City Zoo. Um, we went to a gorilla enclosure. And oh, also, gorillas pound their chest open-handed, not closed-fisted. They don't Greg Hardy it. Um, so, yeah. uh, and anybody looking for a good, funny video, watch uh, magic tricks performed in front of monkeys. Oh, it's hilarious! And are you talking about specifically the orangutan one? Yeah, the, the orangutan the cup one. and then he dumps it out. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Freaking hilarious! <laughs> anybody good looking for anybody good, good looking for some good, uh, you know, mindless. Video surfing, that's a good one to look into. Yeah, and one last specification here. Uh, all apes are primates, but not all primates are apes. Mm-hmm. Clear delineation. Need more explanation, you can Google it. Yeah, go we'll to your local it. library. You know what? Let's plug the libraries. They don't even pay us to plug the libraries, but nobody goes to libraries anymore. They got so many books. They got free internet. Usually it's classy people there. You might meet a cute girl reading stuff in like an aisle, and now you y'all meet, in love. You meet, cla- you meet classy girls at the library and church. Mm-hmm. 
Tell the truth. Just don't just don't <laughs> preach in, in preach in the library. They don't like that too much. And don't read books in church. Well, you can read church books in, in church. Yeah, read church books. But don't yeah. read like fifty shades in church. That's fifty fifty shades of gray fifty shades fifty shades of gray church. Yeah, that's that'd be a weird church. I don't think that's actually a church. I think that might but, be an orgy cult. But, but what if the church is gray? Like stones are gray. I mean, so what where's Some the sto- you know what? You have a point. Some stones are gray. Uh. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we filled up our allotted time of crazy pants. Um, getting into captaincy options, and not a great week. I'm leaning Mares versus Sunderland. Uh. That's my take. That's my hot take. <laughs> Mars versus Sunderland? Question mark. Yeah, um, I'm probably in agreement with you. Um, it's either Aguero versus West Brom or, or Mares versus who you said. Yeah, I, I may drunkenly end up going Lukaku at like 2 a.m. Saturday Ooh. morning. Oh, I'm going to the Pirates game on Friday. I get to see my man Garrett Cole up against Yay! the Reds. Garrett Cole is awesome. He's going to hurt. He's going to tear his arm up. Hey, oh. man. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Oh. Why? No, I hope he doesn't because I own him several places for fantasy. So. <laughs> he's Don't. awesome. Also, uh, seems to be the hot pick for uh, Cy Young. And by hot take, I mean not like the actual favorite. But like everybody's like, if yeah. it's not one of those big guys. It's not Kershaw. It'll be Cole. Yeah, speaking of which, I was listening to uh, a dang Razzball Fantasy Baseball podcast. Yeah. And they started reading staff picks. Didn't read yours. Can we get your staff picks on here? Sure. I don't even have it in front of me. But uh, I think I did uh, Kershaw and Price for Cy Young. Mm-hmm. I did Trout and Rizzo for MVP. Ooh, nice. Rizzo is a great shout, especially if they win the division. Um. That's all I got. Oh, I, my sleeper was like Danny Valencia from the A's. Um, but I, I don't. Have, I don't. Can't remember. Was it was it Yelich that you were like? No, for definitely not Yelich. Breakout would be. It was the guy that I said was like Yelich. <laughs> oh yeah, Awaka was my breakout pitcher. Yeah, and then he's my still hitter. only like twenty four. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I can't remember who my breakout hitter was. But yeah. I, I but I told everybody that uh, who do you call it, was overrated, and you yelled at me because I think I told you this that Polanco was oh, overrated. Polanco? But, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but he's actually showing up. He's been a lot better than Marte. I'll say that yeah, much. Exactly. Maybe I meant Marte. <laughs> I meant Starling Polanco. <laughs> also, Keno Marte. I like as well this year. I have both of them in my crazy dynasty league. Uh, so now the name Marte Parte is even more accurate. Marte Parte. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, right, we got our captains. Are you making any moves? Like I said, I think I think I'm I'm standing pat, and then I'll make a double move next week to mm-hmm. bring in Martial and De Bruyne. Uh, although, if I wanted to do it money wise, I I could drop or I could switch Kane to Martial and Payet to De Bruyne straight up. Mm-hmm. Or I could drop Aguero, bringing KDB for Sigurdsson, Ooh. who doesn't double the rest of the season. Yeah, that's a good move, right? I, I agree feel like both of those. I, I feel like the second one's a little more hot taking. Yeah. Also, apparently, the word of the day, and it's two words, which is it's a hot take on the phrase "hot take." Hot take <laughs> on hot. Word. It's a hot take on hot take. Right, hot take. 
Hot takes on hot takes on hot takes. Eat yes. some hot cakes with your hot cakes. And hot b- breaks? Makes? Okay, I think Fakes. I might be having a seizure. Big uh, okay, so yeah, are, are you making any moves this week? I'm, I made two already. Oh, right, yeah, what was the second one? It, I went Lukaku, from Vardy to Lukaku, and then uh, Sigurdsson to Coutinho, only because the prices went up on Tuesday, I believe, yeah. or Monday, so I wanted to beat the price price jump, so I I beat it and saved two pennies. Mm. Interesting. Uh, and I may make another one before this, this week is out. I may do something I don't know. You may you know, take still, a minus? Yeah, I might. I don't know. I may take a minus for a guy with a non-double week. <laughs> take a minus to take out Lukaku. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would be, be awesome. That would be I mean, hilarious. I still, I still have guys. I, I'm, I'm not sold on Arnautovic the rest of the year. Um, he's probably my only question mark. Yeah. I, but I'm going to drop him next week anyway for a double guy. So yeah, Arnie and Sigurdsson right. are like in that same like. Uh, yeah, exactly. In the class you know, for the rest of the yeah, year, they're not in the Mara's category where you're like, uh, I can't drop him, or I should, but I shouldn't. But whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So my I like my team right now. I'm setting up for you know, 34. I'll have I'm not gonna have 15 and a bench boost like everybody else. I'll have I'll have eight or nine double game week guys, and then depending on how many moves I make to set up my team for 34 with double game week guys, I'll have a a full team for 35 wild card 36 bench boost 37, and then uh, triple captain. Week thirty eight, and we've already talked about who it would be to be Harry Kane in week thirty eight against Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I will say that becomes more contentious if Newcastle can stay up with that game, but I yeah. doubt it. But yeah. it, it could change landscape wise. That's why I mentioned that with Watford as well. Is yeah. that these situations can change very fast from teams that are just giving up to maybe having a fighting chance. So yeah. just kind of keep an eye on that, <laughs> including Norwich, or now out of the relegation zone and and could. End up being safe behind the efforts of Tim Closer, who I know is your man crush now. Yeah, <laughs> Just want to tell everybody I told I called it. I said so. You did. You did. You also told me to get Simpson, but you did also also tell me to get Tim Closer. And you said it like three weeks ago, which was mm-hmm. very prescient of you. Which is not a film about a an overly heavy uh, African American lady. All right. Tell the folks where they can find you, man. Uh, you can find me on rasbol.com. I'm littered all over the site. I'm like the, the vagrant fantasy guy there. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Cover uh, fantasy bullpens for baseball. I cover soccer mainly all by myself because I was all by myself. And nobody was looking. All um, by yourself. I'm not as I'm not as sharp tongued as Kevin is there. But don't wanna be. <laughs> All by yourself. So, yeah, you can find me on, <laughs> on Razzball.com or you can find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie or on this podcast or lurking in somebody's bushes doing something inappropriate. <laughs> uh, as always, I am Kevin DeVries at Kevroff on Twitter. Uh, you can find my fantasy writings over at TheEaglesBeak.com and PlayTaga.com. Also host of the EPL Roundtable, which goes out on Mondays and Fridays. And the Premier League correspondent for All In Sports Talk, which goes up on Tuesdays. Check those things out. Check Rob's things out. Be excited that Nicasio already has five strikeouts through three. And we'll catch you next week with more fantasy advice. Peace. Oh, my God.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.